Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about rest. And it's something that, you know, kind of has hit me today and yesterday. Uh, and thinking about what does it mean to enter into God's rest? Well, here's the thing. We didn't do anything to begin with to earn this rest. You see, this is a Christ work that He has worked on our behalf. See, the whole thing about salvation is, and maybe this will hit you, and I hope it does, because let it give you some peace no matter what you do or how hard you try. There's nothing you can do to reach the top of the mountain. You see, religion and all the most of the other religions in the world are going to have you try to do something to earn God's favor, do something to earn God's merit to you and and somehow work your way up to the top of the mountain. But the thing is, it's an impossible climb. No matter how hard, how high you climb this mountain, you'll never reach the top. And it gets, and if trust me, if you came out of religion or come out of some kind of work-based salvation or work-based relationship with God, let me tell you something, you're going to have more appreciation for this rest because you realize how much of a struggle and a pain it is to try to climb the mountain. And you keep climbing, you keep climbing, but you get nowhere. And maybe you just shrug it off. Maybe you just, you know, think maybe everything will be okay but the truth is you take a little rest for a little while and then you start climbing up the mountain again and you climb up and you climb up but you never reach the top that's because you can't that's because you can't and see all the other religions of the world when well, i say all the religions of the world i don't know how many there are out there or what all they are but a lot of religions would have you do something to reach the top of that mountain and we're using that as metaphorically but here's the thing as you're just sitting there looking, and let's just say you put, I'm not even going to name religions, but let's say you put 10 of the religions of earning your way, or you got to do this, it's a 10-step program, you got to deny yourself, you got to do all these things, then you'll have a nice afterlife, or then God will accept you, or then you'll be worthy of God. Let's just say you are on this mountain, and all y'all are climbing, you're all kind of in the same line, you look to your right, and look to your left, and there they are, and you're right there with them. And let's say you're Christianity, but yet you're trying to earn your right with God. You're thinking, you know what, because I'm a good person, I'm going to call myself a Christian. By the way, that is not what a Christian is. But for the sake of this, a lot of people, when you ask them, you know, do you think you're a good person? Yeah, I think I'm a good person. Do you think, I think if I just do okay, or if I just try to obey the commandments, then maybe God will accept me, which is not real Christianity at all. So, so let's, uh, but let's just say for the sake of this, that's who I am climbing this mountain. And I look over, and we're all just climbing and climbing and climbing, and we're all just wore out, and nothing's really happening. We're all kind of just have hopes about something that maybe it'll be like this, or maybe it'll be that way. But we look, and and they're getting exhausted. We're getting, I'm getting exhausted. The people to my left are getting exhausted. And then you learn real Christianity, and it hits you. And like I said, everybody stop takes rest. You're like, whew, it's getting tired. I can't climb anymore. But then you just wait for a little while. You give it up, but then you keep climbing more, and it never avails. You never reach the top. Well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, that what God has said, what the real God of heaven has said, is that you can't reach the top. You're never going to reach the top. You, you've, you've sinned. You've fallen short. There's no way you'll ever be able to reach the top. No one can climb their way to God. No one can. We've all fallen. And when we become that fallen state, and when we're in this state of sin, we can't get there. But here's the good news, and this is what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight, is the rest that Jesus has provided. See, God sent His one and only Son. Him, God Himself came in flesh and blood. 
and metaphorically, we're going to say the mountain, the top of it is salvation, and 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 we're going to use this kind of idea. But Christ comes, He goes to the top of the mountain, opens the way, and sticks His hand out and says, listen, listen, you can't do it. Grab my hand, trust in me, and grab my hand, because I've climbed it for you, and I've made a way. I've made a way. It's not by climbing. It's not by working your way up here, but by taking my hand, and I'll take you to the top. And that is exactly what Jesus has done. You see, He came down to earth, God in God in flesh and blood. Listen, if 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 you're even stuck there with doubting Him, maybe I'll do another episode on that. But look at the prophecies He fulfilled. Look at the prophecies the Bible is fulfilling today. The Bible validates itself. And listen, like I said, so Christ comes down. He does the work for us. He climbs the mountain to make a way for anybody who would to go through His way. Now, let's say we're on this mountain. You know, I throw out guys to my right. I throw out guys to my left. And when I say that, not right beside me, but let's say they're about a mile apart. And Christ comes down. He offers one rope. All you got to do is grab the rope. He'll pull you up. Okay, here's the thing. There's one rope. One rope for everybody. One way. One path. The other ones over there, they can come over here and they can grab the rope. But they're so-called gods and so-called idols and they're whatever there is they're working towards never happens, never comes. Okay, so the only way for them to be saved is to come over here. Now listen, people like to think this is somehow evil, somehow wicked. But, you know, I don't get that. If all first off, all religions don't lead to heaven. All religions don't lead to peace. They all contra- a bunch of them contradict each other. They can't all be right. This universal religion that we're trying to it's kind of instill is pointless and stupid. So, but and here's the thing: if there is a God in heaven, and once again, we're just still right now we're talking about me as this this Christianity, but not really Christianity. If there is a God in heaven, and He has a name, and He says who He is. Why did why doesn't why do we get to say that we can call him whatever we want and he will he'll still know it? If there's a if there's a God in heaven and he has created us and he has given his name and he has told us who he is and told us his way and his plan of salvation and they says look anybody can be saved but you gotta do it this way. Who are we as human beings to say, Well that's not fair, God? That's not fair. I want to call you a, a, a chicken, and I want to say that I've got to take and gather a million eggs, and then I'll be okay. Who are we to question the God who created us? Who are we to question the God who created us? So it's it's not unfair or unjust. It's God revealing who He is, not what man wants Him to be, but who He is in His way of salvation. So He, he puts down this rope, and like I said, the others, they can come over here, and climb that rope and grab onto the rope that God has given or that, that the Christ has given and be saved. But they refuse. And so the thing is, though, and so now it's about, he says, you look, there's no more climbing. You can't climb your way to me. You see, you can either grab the rope and be pulled up or you can let go of the rope and say, hey, I'm going to make my way there to you and start climbing. But he's done told you it's impossible. See, a work-based salvation is impossible. We're saved for good works, not good works to save us. It's, 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 it's a pointless and impossible climb that we could climb. 
And so Christ comes down, walks a sinless, perfect life, climbs that mountain that we can never climb because sin has made us incapable of climbing this mountain. Christ comes, never sins a day in his life, was perfect where we cannot be perfect. He was the perfect man. He was like the king who who is leading people up to him, up to himself. Think about this. He comes down and says, I'm going to be I'm I'm coming down in human flesh. I'm going to feel pain like you feel pain. I'm going to struggle like you struggle. But he he didn't fail like we fail. He didn't fall like we fall. And so now he makes his way up the mountain, sends down the rope, which is only through him. He dies on a cross. Because without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. And we can go into that in the Old Testament if, if you maybe you still have, not why is it that way? Once again, who are we to question God in His way? Because sin had a price. Sin had a price. For the wages of sin is death. And listen, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. So if you're listening to this podcast, guess what? That includes you too. All of us it, it, are consequences for our sin. Whether or not you like it or not, is spiritual and physical death. Christ comes and dies. That death, that death that you deserve, the wage of your sin, He Himself bore on a cross and died. So now God looks at Christ in the atonement that Christ has made. Shed, Christ shed His blood. And He takes that righteousness and perfect standard, that mountain that Jesus climbed, metaphorically, and he applies it to your imperfect, sinful life and washes you, makes you white as snow. You're born again. And so now when God looks down, he doesn't look down at, at me, Richard, who is a sinful, wicked man. Now he sees Christ's righteousness, his perfectness. See, it's like a transfer. And to, to a degree, it's like a transfer. Think about this. A perfect man died a sinner's death. Me, a sinner, does not die a sinner's death, but becomes righteous. You see, this is God's plan of salvation that Christ suffered and died for us and that His perfectness and His righteousness that He has done in His death, burial, and resurrection is now attributed to my debt and my account. And so this rope that He throws down, he, see, here's the thing. Even in Christianity, we like to think that we're good. And I'll, I, always, I like to go to Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort and go ask people on the street, says, do you think you're a good person? And of course, he'll go into the Ten Commandments. He'll say, have you broken this one? Have you broken that one? Have you broken that one? And they always like, yep, yes, I have. Oh, yes, I have. So if God judged you based off what you just said, you know, he says, have you told a lie? Well, yeah. What does that make you? Oh, a liar. Have you looked at a woman with lust in your heart? Well, yeah. What does that make you? I guess an adulterer. So, he says, based off your own evaluation, so you're a lying adulterer, thief, blasphemer. And they'll be like, well, yeah. Well, if God was to judge you based off that, where would you go, heaven or hell? And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of times, about, well, I'm a good person. <laughs> and I, and I, I, like I said, I think I've said this before, but it's like, I, I, bet I, can, I bet I can change your mind, I think he says in like 20 seconds. And they're like, okay, go. Jesus said, there's no one good, no, not one. Is Jesus a liar or are you a liar? really puts them on the spot, really puts them in a, in a position. <laughs> so the truth is we've all fallen short and God is the only way. He's the only way. So so it's like I said, it's a transfer between your sinfulness and your account before God, which for the wages of sin is death. Remember this, for the wages of sin is death. We've all sinned. Listen, there's no one, 
the only thing that separates me from somebody who's on their way to hell is that grace, is that I have trusted and believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ and received grace out of, as a free gift. There's nothing that separates a Christian from a non-Christian but Jesus Christ and everything that follows. You say, whoa, whoa, but they'll be born again, but they got the Spirit. Yes, but those things come from believing in Jesus Christ. So we're not high and mightier than anybody. We're not. We're all human. We've all fallen short. The only difference is that Christ's righteousness, His holiness, how God seen Christ, Jesus, perfect, righteous, blameless, covers us in that precious blood to make us righteous. And so let's get back to the mountain. So we're all on this mountain. And like, you know, I've said this, you know, we, we like to somehow add works to it. Well, that's too easy. Well, it's too easy. Well, let me tell you something. I imagine it was very hard on Jesus Christ. He prayed a high price for you to be forgiven and saved. And it is a shame and sad and wicked of us not to accept it. Not to accept it. Listen, I look at myself, there's no way I can be saved. I look at Jesus Christ, there's no way I can't be saved. He's paid the price. And so we're all on this mountain, all these religions, and we like to think that somehow we're like this evil group over here hating on everybody. No, we're just telling you that, that hey, hey, we're like waving our arms on the mountain. Hey, we don't got to climb no more. There's no, we, we don't have to be good enough. We don't have to try to measure up for God to save us, for God to love us. We don't have to be anything. Christ became it for us. And we're waving our arms at the people to the left and the right, waving our arms, hey, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than you. Christ is better than all of us. And He has threw down a rope. He has threw down a way so that we all could just grab a hold and be pulled up and have a relationship with God based off what He has done and enter into His rest because He finished the work. It's His work He finished. And So I know this is a little bit of a long podcast, but we're going to get into a few scriptures. And I just, uh, you know, take, take note of them. Take note of them. So, this scripture, for a long time, it just, I still love it. Uh, it's Matthew 11, verse, let's see, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus promises you rest. You can die. You can die trying to climb that mountain. You can die trying to be good enough for God. You can die thinking you are good enough for God. You can die in your sins, and the wages of that sin will be given to you. See, the full, the full verse is amazing. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but... The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Salvation only comes through Jesus. You see, we got to give up trying to work our way to God. Listen, it sounds easy. <laughs> it really does. It sounds too good to be true and it sounds too easy, but guess what? It's the truth. Surrender. Surrender. There's no more climbing that mountain. You can't climb that mountain. You're never going to be able to reach God. You're never going to be able to be good enough for God. God has said that everybody has fallen short of His glory. Everybody has. Jesus pleased God. God in flesh and blood. The perfect man. Fully God, fully man. He, by His death, burial, and resurrection, pleased God. He said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. 
Matter of fact, you know, going back even to the Old Testament, I think it's Isaiah 53, says it, it pleased God to crush him. That sounds harsh, don't it? But through Jesus, through God's love, sent His one and only Son. Matter of fact, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So maybe this is you tonight. Maybe you're thinking, man, maybe you've been working your way to God. Maybe you've been trying to debate this, that, and the other. Grab onto the rope. There's coming a day. Listen, he's gave he's gave fair warning. Whether or not you've ignored it or chose not to listen to it, he's given fair warning. There's going to come a day when it is too late. Your choice is made. You will have nobody left to blame but yourself on the day of judgment. When you stand before an almighty God and He gives you the justice that you deserve, you have no one to blame but yourself. Today is the day of salvation. He, today, if you're listening to this, chances are there's still time. So put your faith and your trust. Believe what God has done. Call on the name of the Lord by believing in Him, by trusting in Him, repenting of your sins, repenting of your selfishness, repent of climbing the mountain, trying to climb the mountain. It's a prideful thing to try to climb that mountain. You know why? Because it thinks that we can somehow do something. Hey, God, I'm going to be good enough for you. Hey, God, and you're going to get to heaven on your own merit? Yeah, right. Listen, if that's the case, you know what? It's going to be hard for God to judge. If that is the way it is, it's going to be hard for God to judge everybody who's ever lived because each man will have a different standard of his own goodness and what he thinks goodness is. So who is God going to listen to? Me or the next 10,000? Each one probably pointing fingers. They don't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. That guy there doesn't deserve it. I deserve it, but he doesn't. And this guy does it. And this guy doesn't. That's going to sound pretty hard. I'll tell you what God's going to say. No, I've told you. I go by my standard. And by my standard, you've all fallen short. By my standard, none of you measured up. But by my grace, I sent my son Jesus and he measured up for you that if you could trust and believe in him and receive the free gift of life through him by believing in him, his righteousness, where he measured up, I would attribute to you. And so today you can enter that rest by believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, listen to this here. He was talking to the Jews. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's look at another one here. This comes from Hebrews 4.10. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. Hebrews 12.2 Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, it's by His precious blood. God has given His blood. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's not your blood that takes away the sin of the world. It's not your prayer that takes away the sin of the world. It's not your work or you climbing that mountain. It is Jesus who has climbed the mountain. He's, he went to Calvary, died, was buried, and resurrected. And by believing on Him and trusting Him, you can be saved. And so this is an amazing thing to realize that it's nothing we do. It almost wants you bring, wants you to. It almost makes you fall down to your knees and just stop and stand still, and put your hope and faith in what Jesus has done. It's letting go of yourself and trusting what God has done for you. There's no greater love. There's no greater love than a God who laid down His own life 
who gives you forgiveness. Your, you, your offenses have offended Him. Your sins are against Him. And He is completely just and holy, and He is just to give you your wages that you deserve. But in His mercy, He gives you grace instead. How amazing is that? And how awful, how awful, shameful, and disrespectful it is for us to refuse it. So surrender to Him today. Put your eyes upon Jesus. See what He has done for you. See who He is. See the precious blood spilt. And trust in Him. I'm going to leave you with a couple more verses. Romans 5, starting in verse 6, we're going to read out of the King James. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended, commendeth His love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How amazing. Now let's read Romans. Let's go to Romans. It's like Romans 3.20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God, of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He's your only hope. He's your only hope. The work has been done. The work is finished. When Jesus died on the cross, what was those words He said? It is finished. He finished the work God had Him do. He finished His His perfect race, I guess you could say. The only thing is today, will you choose to reject Him or would you choose to believe on Him and be saved? There is rest no man will climb that mountain. No man has ever climbed that mountain but Jesus Christ Himself, and He offers one way. There's one name given under heaven which men can be saved. And guess what? It's not Buddha, it's not Allah, it's not Muhammad, but by the name of Jesus. God's one and only Son. God has revealed Himself. God has revealed the Messiah. God has revealed salvation to the world. Will you reject it today? Will you turn away? Or will you, by faith, and repent and believe the gospel and be saved. Until next time, this is By the Blood Ministries.